Hi, I'm Steve Lance, your host of the Capitol Report on NTD News. If you have not done so yet, please hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with all of the latest news coming out of the nation's capital and beyond. The state of Arizona is a swing state this midterm cycle worth paying attention to. The state has a race for governor and a race for U.S. Senate, both of which are expected to be very competitive. To discuss the elections in Arizona, we spoke to Kelly Ward, chairwoman of the Arizona Republican Party. Here's a look. Kelly Ward, thank you so much for joining us. So glad to be here. Exciting times. Now, do you think there's a particular issue, like a, a one single issue that will um, really decide the race in Arizona? I think it's across the board, but the economy and inflation, the price of gas, the price of food, the price of housing, that is top of the mind for most of the voters here in this state. And they know that these radical leftist Democrat policies that have been pushed down from the Biden administration into our state are the reason why it costs almost twice as much to fill up their car, to get to their job, to do what they need to do. Their money is not going as far as it used to, as it did under President Trump and under Republican leadership. And so they're looking forward to making a change in November of 2022. Are you confident in the election uh, infrastructure in your state this time around? I know Arizona was at the center of uh, election fraud discussions in 2020. Uh, will we know the winner uh, on election night? Well, you know, I think we have a lot more work to do uh, on the election integrity front. We have been at the forefront of fighting for election integrity. We have been at the forefront of fighting to restore voter confidence. And there are people who fight against that. Leftists and, as far as I'm concerned, fake Republicans want us to just believe them rather than have them show us through transparency in the process. So uh, I think that Maricopa County in particular, with the current Board of Supervisors, even though it's made up of Republicans and uh, recorder Stephen Richer, who uh, instead of opening up and shining light on the process has shut down and shut out, as well as name call calling and um, really doing nothing to enhance voter confidence, they are still at the helm. And so we, as the Republican Party, are fighting to make sure that we have poll workers and poll observers so that we have eyes on the process. I think they will drag it out after the election. Uh, I think, you know, unless it is a complete and total sweep, which I think it will be with huge margins, it might be a few days before we know, it, which is a shame. Bigger states, Florida, for example, are able to give their voters, they know who won the election on election night. Uh, we have people that drag their feet. We have people that make it difficult. They have people that make it difficult for some people to trust the results of elections when they have all the power in the world to give us that result on election night. This is certainly a concerning trend that we've seen where election results now take days to find out, opening the door to fraud or, you know, not this type of if nothing else, this type of delay is, like you said, hurting confidence in the electoral process, um, and it needs to be figured out. Well, I think that, that one of the things that in Maricopa County, the biggest county in Arizona and one of the biggest counties in the entire nation, certainly the biggest Republican county in the country, um, 
there are many things that they can do. They know that there will be a lot of votes coming in. So they could already be staffing up with their election workers to be able to handle that incoming load of ballots that come in on election day because people do not have confidence in putting their their ballots into a drop box that isn't monitored, even putting it into the mail and wondering if it ever if it ever is delivered. I saw a story today that a mail truck had caught on fire and there might have been ballots in there. I know that my mail from where I live in Mojave County, Arizona, goes through Las Vegas. And sometimes there's a delay from Las Vegas for those ballots to get back for where they to, to where they need to be counted. And so there are po uh, processes that these counties, especially Maricopa, could put into place. They know where their shortcomings are, and hopefully they're going to fill those holes so that we can have confidence in those election results and we can get them on election night. Kelly Ward, chair of the Arizona Republican Party. Thank you. Thanks. Since the 2020 election, election laws have seen sweeping changes in some states, with many new changes on the ballot in this year's midterms. Here to discuss, we're happy to have Professor of Political Science at Oakland University, Professor David Dulio. Professor David Dulio, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. Professor, election integrity has been at the forefront of a lot of the discussion as we head into the midterms, uh, much of which is actually handled at the state level. Have improvements been made anywhere across the country? And conversely, where are you seeing areas of weakness? Well, you know, it's really interesting. Uh, there have been, as you know, all sorts of uh, attempts at uh, changing election laws uh, from, uh, from many different states, uh, Georgia being at the top of that list. I think uh, here in Michigan, it's um, it's an interesting sort of landscape, if you will, right? I mean, here in Michigan, we've got uh, a very decentralized process uh, where 1,500 local clerks are in charge of election administration. It really makes things uh, uh, challenging, I think, in, in many ways. Michigan tried to uh, make things a little different here. Uh, in terms of uh, how ballots are handled. Uh, in, in the, the biggest piece of, of uh, or biggest shift, I would say, here has been the allowance of clerks to uh, begin processing absentee ballots early. Um, many clerks, it turns out, have uh, decided not to do that, though. It's very interesting. I, I do want to ask you about Michigan, which is a battleground state. Um, Voters in, in your state there will be voting on what's called Proposal 2, which will expand early voting, along with a plethora of other uh, issues. Um, are you in favor of more early voting, and why or why not? Uh, you know, those kinds of decisions are, are left to the people. It, my opinion doesn't matter. Uh, it's uh, it, it, Interestingly, I think that this kind of petition, uh, proposal rather, uh, is is actually getting lost in the conversation here in Michigan. Uh, there's been so much attention and so much money focused on Proposal 3, which is about abortion. Uh, the, the other two proposals, uh, the one that you mentioned, as well as one related to, to term limits in Michigan, have, uh, have really had very little said about them, very little reported on. Um, and, and I'm not sure that that everybody's really um, I'm, I'm not sure that that enough folks in Michigan are going to be uh, as well informed on uh, proposals one and two as they are on three. 
Could you give us a little bit more detail on Proposal 2? There seems to be a list of other things, including uh, expanding early voting that voters should be aware of. Well, I, I think it's important to note, too, that the um, this is the second uh, election-related proposal uh, in the last couple of cycles. We had in 2018 a, uh, a proposal that brought about things like no-excuse absentee ballots uh, and those sorts of things. One of the interesting points about uh, Proposal 2 this time around is that the proponents of it are touting that it will enshrine um, uh, voter ID into state law. And, and I think that that's an interesting strategic choice by those who are uh, pushing for Proposal 2 to, to, to sort of give that as a, um, as a reason to vote for it. Um, it would, uh, as I understand it, as I read it, it would do that. Professor David Dulio, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. I just want to thank everybody for listening to this episode. If you enjoy our content, please leave us a rating and a review as it really goes a long way in helping us spread the truth. Until next time, I'm your host, Steve Lance at NTD, and we'll see you soon.